We're recording. Regular contributor, Junior. Joe Reed, Jr. What Junior. up? What up, KC? We we definitely need a nickname for him. Yeah, Junior's good. Jr. Mm, we're gonna come up with a better Go with one. It. Yeah. All right. The bald and the beautiful. <laughs> that got me. Up. Is that fine? <laughs> Except my, no one can see it because show. it's a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> back back when I used to hang out with Joe in person, he had hair. Now he looks. You kind of look like like Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. There's mm-hmm. definitely like a. There's a. I, I'm ripped like that too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense. Uh, so we're here with regular contributor uh, Jr. Uh, bald and beautiful Joe Reed. Joe Reed. Uh, from Boston, you can check out uh, former episodes where Joe rants about God knows what. Uh, but we're here. <laughs> we can't tell you where they are in the history of the podcast show. They're just. I think I was number one, wasn't I? I was you, your first. I like, that was your first. I like guess. how confident you were in that. He was like, I, I was, was number, number one, one, baby. He, you, you were definitely bro. in the first few episodes. No you doubt, were, you were the second episode because we did an intro episode, right? Uh, Called oh, you mindset, set me momentum, up. and movement. Yeah, and then we I interviewed see. him. How many? Yeah. That was probably 120 episodes ago or something like Almost, that. Almost, it'll be 130, I think, Ooh, when this comes out. Look yeah. at that! Wow. Am I on the Mount Rushmore of Casey Underground podcast? I well, I'll yes. just I've, I'll just say I've heard that's a very underwhelming monument. So, <laughs> so sure, you're on that one. <laughs> but, it's a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Joe is a friend in many ways, Ooh, but I, can you send me your face? I do want to put that on a T-shirt. Well, that'd be I think brilliant. that'd be a great face. Yeah, a great T-shirt. I mean, and a great face. <laughs> I, I do have a great face. Thank you. <laughs> a, you. You have a great face for. Hi, podcasts. mom. Thanks for my face. <laughs> a great face for podcasts. Uh, Today's my mom's birthday, actually. Really? Yeah. Hey, happy birthday! And yeah. she, you know, she was you know featured on a podcast recently. That's right. So go back and listen to that yeah. as well. This is an episode that's actually an introduction to an episode. So we got a text from Joe the other day. It's like, hey, man, I just had this great you know interview because i was it did you release that on a podcast or was it just a youtube it's just a youtube we don't do any podcasting i just wanted to grab it for you guys and for other friends that i think would benefit from the conversation totally and that's what's fun joe and and the exponent group out in boston you guys you kind of do a lot of that support a lot of networks that are uh you know doing a lot of mission stuff throughout the city and so uh always looking out for us saying hey this is a worthwhile conversation and so hey Let's get two podcasts out of this. Let's do an introduction, you know, interview with Joe of why this is an important conversation and then actually hear what it is. So all of this being said, we're we're taking a detour from our series by the way of spotlights. True. So we're going to get back to that cuz I think it's been a fantastic series of just normal everyday people who are doing disciple making on the ground. That's right. So we're not doing a series within a series. It's just a pause. This is a detour from a series. Yeah. But it's an intro to a podcast. <laughs> of course. all This makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think everyone's tracking with us. It's all good. We're going to do our best to not give away next week's podcast. Like, we don't want to do next week's podcast. So Just intro. Yeah. Intro, well, intro what? I don't think what we need... That word intro just, it. Oh, I thought you said intro do, and you couldn't figure out the introduce word, but i Intro... Introduce. I edited it. There we go. I edited it. <laughs> all right. So, Joe... JR, bald and beautiful. Uh, talk to us. Tell us why you thought, hey, this would make a good podcast, who this person is that we're going to be hearing from next week, and why you think it's important. Go. Yeah. So, Dr. Jim Singleton is a friend that I had made probably a couple years ago. He was a professor here at Gordon Conwell Seminary in the greater Boston area. Mm-hmm. And uh, church history, evangelism professor, just brilliant and hilarious guy. 
Uh, he's recently left the university and is now in Spokane, Washington. But about two years ago, 18 months ago, maybe, uh, we'd had a conversation. And in, in that conversation, he was just alluding to uh, church history of the revivals that have happened in the United States. And he said, you know, it's interesting when you look at the drop-offs, it was like very similar threads each time there was a plateau and then a decline off of the revivals. Mm. And I obviously was very curious about that because we're really concerned about healthy movements of the gospel. And like, what are those indicators? Like, let's spot them out now. Like, let's learn from that. Mm. And he said, well, look at the questions that were being asked of leaders and congregations in the height of the revival in the plateau of the revival and then into the decline stages of that Hmm. and notice the trends and how the, as questions shifted, activities changed. I'm like, well, Hmm. that makes a lot of sense. You do what you're asked or you do what you're measured by. Right. So if you're only measured by how many things can I get started, you're going to do it irregardless if it's healthy or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this is a very important conversation. We need to get this into the world, man. Okay. So good. So yeah, it's it's going to be hard not giving away the conversations next week. So um, I got some questions, but Brian's already got some questions of you. But <laughs> I want to know. I, but but he doesn't care about those. He has something. <laughs> yeah. But, but regardless, here's what I have to say. <laughs> okay. So you 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 touched on a little bit of why you think it's an important thing for us to hear. But I want to hear a little bit more into that. Like, what? Why do you think this conversation is so important? More specifically for networks like case the underground or people who are trying to do disciple making that reproduces and micro churches that emerge i i thought that was actually my question as well so uh, I don't okay know how, but i will well, first, say at first it was my question <laughs> so i wanted what well, i just want to say like, i'm sure he's a great guy i'm looking forward to listening to it on my drive today mm-hmm. um because i already have access to it but when yes. uh, but I want to know why this is so important because when you were like he's a doctor so and so is a professor of church history I was like <laughs> out <laughs> uh, I mean I'm just saying in general I, I think normal <laughs> normal everyday people are probably like oh yep. wow where is this yeah, going yeah, yeah. you know no 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 sure so sell it I... hard junior <laughs> <laughs> well I might piss some people off along the way um, we'll see <laughs> you know. I've been in the DMM world for a minute now and um, have a deep love for reproducing discipleship and seeing those things really merge. I have grown weary and concerned over the years of how we've really moved into, um, you know, we're, we're measuring it for what my question is motivation. Mm -hmm. What is the, what are the metrics for? And, you know, we're always like, well, we got a sort of strategy and I'm like, cool strategy for what yeah and i've become uh i've got i've had a lot of friends in the in the last several years uh get cancer pass mm. away from cancer and i'm like mm. lots of things spread rampantly mm. and you know so what are we actually are we reproducing healthy disciples mm. yeah come on or are we reproducing dysfunction and toxicity Cause there's a lot of that in the world and I don't think we need more of it being spread. So cool. We've got rad systems to reproduce things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not interested in more dysfunction. We've got plenty of it. Listen to a lot of the podcasts like Christianity today is putting out. Do we need more of that kind of leadership mm-hmm. in the world? I would say no. Yeah. And um, you know, so for us, I mean, at least at exponent group, our internal conversations are always around where do we need to slow things down? 
-hmm. actually? Where do we need to pull it back? Because the prayer life of this leader is non-existent. And actually, that's not a slowing down. It's actually a deepening. And so we're, we're asking different questions in our scorecard. And uh, we're really wrestling with that. So I think it matters that we're asking the right questions, uh, not just for the sake of seeing that movement is happening, but that we're seeing that health is actually cultivated. Yeah. Amen. So not to, to, again, to give away all of the answers that Jim has, but if you, you could summarize, you know, surface level, what, how would you describe maybe questions that were, that are healthier in your perspective or questions that were asked that were probably better questions? How would you describe questions that maybe produce more of that unhealthy, you know, fruit that we're talking about? And yeah, like kind of where that conversation will go next week, listeners. Next week, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, early day, like in the midst of the revivals, you had more questions and I'll, did I send you guys the PDF? I'll have to send that over so you can put that in the show show notes of cool. the questions that he actually had. Nobody checks um, <laughs> but some of it's like, it went from like narrative I heard that, by the way. No, no, I just don't think I'm missing. No one ever. No one actually looks at show notes. So Brian long ago stopped doing that. <laughs> we, get, we get like three, oh, okay. three emails a year. You guys said you would link this on the podcast page, but it's not there. And I was like, yeah, we really should stop saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we're hey, not doing that anymore. So look so for next week for, for this life. PDF. If you want the PDF, <laughs> yeah. email Joe at exponentgroup.org. Oh, no, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All five of you listeners. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think he made fun of us. I'm that's pretty sure. Yeah. I did. That, I, just, I totally does, got you. I, I feel uh, hurt by this. Mm. I don't feel like I'm this sorry. is healthy. I don't uh, mean it. I, <laughs> sorry. It's all right. I got well, my that's hand the, on your shoulder. That's a good question. That's a better question to ask. No, so like if you go back into those those uh, original scorecards back in the midst of the revivals, you were getting a lot more narrative of like, tell us about how God is showing up. Tell us about the miracles you're seeing. Tell us about mm-hmm. not how many. Yeah. Because I think that was the shift. Yep. Like a lot of the shift starts moving towards quantifying numerically yep. some of those activities. And so you start to stage things in ways based on that, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, is there an outpouring here? Because there's times when a discovery group, well, most of the time, discovery groups don't last. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the attrition rate, we never talk about that in DMM circles, not really. Um, so like, yeah, we started a thousand groups. I'm like, cool, take me to all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't because like most of them aren't here anymore word you know so let's tell the honest story about what's going on right and so for but i was really taken aback in the conversation you'll hear it next week of like uh just the 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 nature of how the intimacy with god was present Mm. of like no we're talking about god as if he's our related friend in this work it's his work and we're actually related to him in it Mm. And, and somewhere along the way that shifts yeah each time and each cycle you see that and it's just a very interesting conversation yeah yeah one of the things that I, I feel like we've done it on the podcast before I don't remember where but we use the phrase uh, it measuring versus counting so counting is about how many measuring is about how far we tend to lean into the the how many side of it like what are the things you're counting and you should count certain things there's nothing wrong inherently with counting it's just when it becomes um the what you're saying in the beginning the motivation if mm-hmm. counting the number of people is the motivation versus how far have we moved like and well, i think it's the, how far but i would jump in on that and say i would question the depth too yeah like how well is that I, formed you can right measure the, so it's 
how how deep how far deep and how, how yeah. wide no i think yeah yeah totally you're saying i think, yeah, I think there's a song in here yeah i, <laughs> I just want to say like that as part of what we do is like let's just not count the number of micro churches or the number of leaders but also uh, i know when Bree does coaching it's we say we have just as much anecdotal evidence as we have uh numbers of things like we want to hear the stories of one of the little ways the kingdom of God is advancing in that network right. of relationships. And let's yeah. celebrate that. Let's not just be worried about, you know, third, fourth, fifth generation, because then it's, I think we're experiencing this with some of the DMM circles in the West where there's a push. Well, it feels like it's just a replication of what we were doing in the big church world. Exactly. And that mm-hmm. becomes the, the motivating factor in like, well, how many people do you have at fourth generation? It's like I, there's something about For that what? just yeah it doesn't yeah. like hit me. I do I do desire that. Don't don't right. hear me downplaying right. or not wanting it. Yeah, right. I just don't want it to become a weight and a burden on top of people that are going after a multiplication of disciples where they're going. We got to get there. We're a failure. It's mm. like, well, and I think the for us the no, question right. became like, are we resourcing accurately, people? Yeah. It's like we have this mentality that if we just keep training, it'll get healthy at some point. I'm like, yeah, that's just not worked out for anybody, in my opinion. And so by by really paying attention to the development of key areas over time with an individual and with groups of people, you can roll that data up at a strategy level and say, look, we have a gap in this area. Why are we continuing to resource in this other area? Mm-hmm. So by paying attention to the formation of people over time in those coaching and mentoring relationships, leadership can actually say, we're going to spend more time focusing on this because this is what we're seeing in the formation pathways of people. And, you know, it's like, we got to get more targeted in our approach of Mm. for equipping, you know? So this, I think helps with that, helps us get there. Totally. All right. So let's get back to just making this episode worth somebody's time. (laughs) Well, <laughs> I'm here. What are you I talking mean, about? I mean, <laughs> Joe, we're really glad you're here. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I, I thought we were slinging darts at each other. Um, so just normal, everyday people, wherever they listen. Corey usually has a list of the it's, places yeah, car, that they listen. Yeah, bathroom, shower, maybe? I don't know. Get, like, That's one of those, like, I really hope no like, one's listening to this in the wa- shower. Waterproof <laughs> speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Totally possible. Yeah. Uh, grass cutting. Totally, yeah. That's gonna. It, it might, might not be, be some leaf blowing at this point, though. It might not be great for your ears, though, if it's like you know, like too loud. Oh <laughs> no, I I've ruined my hearing a long time ago. All right, so practical, normal everyday people doing normal everyday things. Going on a walk with your dog, you know, yes. you have it in here. That's a solid yeah. one, right? Yeah. Eventually, I'll get to this question. Dude, um, we saw somebody the other day walking their <laughs> ferret. I kid you not. <laughs> Uh, they got on the train. They had their ferret. It was a real thing going on. That's, yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. There you that's, go. It's a great image in my head. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what should normal people be listening and asking for? Like, or like for next week mm-hmm. as they're listening to this podcast? Um, yeah. You know, like what are some specific things that they should be keying in? I mean, apart from, you know, just the spirit of God revealing and highlighting things. <laughs> apart but, from but that. But everybody listening right now is going to go back and listen next week. Every That's single person. Yeah. Every and single look for the show notes. Yeah. If they're yeah. in yeah. car, Don't put that pressure on me. If they're on a walk. <laughs> what should they be listening for, like cluing yeah, in on, question. keying in on? I thought it was a good question, too. Thank you it for was. that. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, good job there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think we... 
the my we encouragement laugh way is more when he's here. I like I like Joe on the podcast. Good time. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. I'm trying to like your your filler time is just like hilarious to me when we listen back to this. Uh, no, I think, you know, think now about what are the questions that I normally ask when I'm sitting with someone I'm walking with, whether it's a person yeah. of peace, a new disciple, whatever, what are those, what are the things I'm paying attention to now? Mm. And what more might God want me to be paying attention to in this? Yeah. Um, and I think the second part is, uh, how do I better align supports for the people I'm walking with? based on the answers to these better questions. Because mm. yeah. I think we run the risk of here's the manual for how we're going to do it. And I got to get through this first, then second, this third, as opposed to like, no, it's really not. It's more systemic in its nature. Formation of God's pe of people is, is very systemic. And mm. so if we, if there's a, if there's a problem with this part of that person, why are we waiting to get to it? Because it's not part of some linear pathway we've already predetermined. Yeah. Like let's be open to where God is trying to focus our attention and really help build resources of support around that person there. Mm -hmm. Cause that's going to have an implication for the rest of their formation. Yeah. I mean, that's on a big level from a hub in Kansas city underground to an individual relationship of a regular person with a friend they're walking uh, through all this stuff with like I heard a story in our network the other day of um, someone in a microchurch that's been you know just slowly taking steps towards Jesus uh, really leaning in and uh, this they the person asked one of the missionaries in Kansas City Underground it's like hey when you pray do you do it out loud that was that was the, the, you know just like a simple question and you know the, the missionary is like yep yep you know sometimes but usually no usually it's you know in my head and blah, whatever the question was right whatever the answer was <clears throat> and then later you know a few days or a week later they're talking about something going on in life and the person texts the the missionary and says I prayed out loud for you today you know and like that's a story that that's awesome a freaking cool story where you're starting to it's see. Really cool. This person who's never really prayed before leaning in and what that looks like, how it's happening and that you're right. That is not a story that pops up on um, how many uh, disciples in microchurches, how many generations or whatever the questions that could be asked while at the same time celebrating a new disciple that's being formed within a new microchurch that has emerged. And I think that what your point is, and I think what Jim is going to talk about, Jim, his name is Jim, right? Yeah, Dr. Jim. That's Dr. Dr. Jim. Jay. What Jim, you know, is talking about is like as as we ask the right questions, we're at, it's not necessarily changing. Like the fruit is still the fruit is there. When we ask right. better questions, we actually see probably better fruit because our we're walking towards mm -hmm. that that culture. Yeah, I can I can what? reproduce garbage, and I can suddenly see multiple generations of garbage, and we can celebrate that, but it's not going to be lasting. So I, that's essentially. Uh, what we're saying and brian has a question his hand is raised i don't know if that means i want to talk before can i time. can i jump off of something you just yeah, said yeah, before yeah, we get to do. that brian because i think that the better questions that we ask those testimonies are already there too so we keep it on the positive side for a second mm -hmm. that's an amazing story mm -hmm. by by paying attention to that new disciples prayer journey their formation in prayer now your missionary that's listening to this like they can be looking at that and saying okay I'm seeing that trend, like they're growing here. What else can I add that's going to keep pouring gas on that fire? Yeah. 
And so that's because they're paying attention to that side. I don't know. I mean, I think it's really important part of how we resource. Absolutely. Brian, what were you going to ask? Well, this, whoa. I love that. He came at me like this is his podcast. (laughs) Hey, so I'm here with regular. Flipping the uh, tables here. This is now the Joe Reed podcast. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Regular contributor Brian Johnson here. Uh, So, Brian, in two minutes or less, tell us kind of what your story is, where your background, and how you got here. No, the the thing that I wanted, I don't remember what I was going to ask now. Oh, I do. I'm sorry. Do you guys get into this in the podcast next week? This this is an idea that I've been rolling around in my head. Um, we've equated disciple making with conversion. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when we talk about the DMM world and we say we've made a disciple to the fourth generation, like I I think we're... I don't know. I'm just like, like what I'm wrestling with is what we're actually saying is like, I led a person to Jesus who led a person to Jesus who led a person to Jesus versus I've walked with a person long enough that they've adjusted their life to the rhythms and the ways of Jesus. And they were able to walk with someone long enough who was able to adjust their life to the rhythms and the ways of Jesus. Like when we start thinking about four generations in light of like holistic disciple making, not just equating disciple making to conversion. It's not a fast process because it's impossible for it to be a fast viral thing. I'm just putting all that in my mind because I feel like there's a lot of conversation around like, well, how fast do you get there? And like, Mm -hmm. where is it moving? And how quickly is it moving? And where is it happening here and here? And I'm like, it just takes a long time to walk with somebody long enough to help them reorient their life to Jesus before. You know what I mean? Like, or for the first time, even. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Orient, so we're yeah. going to, yeah. So we're going to get, we get into that in the conversation a bit about, yeah. I mean, conversion. I mean, and first of all, four generations of new disciples of new believers is dope. Like, I'm all in. Yeah. The, and you're not saying that either, uh, right. otherwise. But I, I think that is exactly what prompted this conversation for me is like, are we really form DMM for what? is my has been my question for the last several years i'm like for the sake of more but more what mm-hmm. and, and so like you know we talk about this in the the five components of a movement i you know Corey, we've had these conversations as well cultural mm-hmm. transformation is a part of that yeah. but it's uh we often think of it as a byproduct but we're not being mindful to it mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. as like part of the formation of people societies change because hearts are changed mm-hmm over time because Jesus is becoming the Lord of everything in that person's life. But my question in the DMM space is, is that even something we're paying attention to meaningfully? It's not on most of the scorecards I've looked at. It's not there. Yeah. And that concerns me at a great level uh, because I, I want more, but I want healthy. Yeah. I really, really am concerned about the health. So you had this conversation so with without, Jim, Dr. W- J, yes. Without without giving away the conversation from Dr. J, what are other things that you've thought of since that conversation that you're like, hey, for the normal, practical, everyday people that have listened to this, what are things that they won't hear next week that you might include or begin to encourage them to go, hey, here are things you should think towards in your own personal, healthy disciple making, in your own life and with others. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that is still sticking out to me from that conversation is what else does God want me to look at? What else is he looking at? And I I don't think about that a lot. 
honestly. And I was really challenged. And I don't think Jim says that explicitly in the conversation, but that's what I've been really gripped by is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm walking with a handful of, of, well, quite a few people right now. And I'm like, not sure that I'm actually paying attention to the deeper parts. Well, and I think that's something that God's really been convicting me of. Like my eyes are looking at a lot more than what you're looking at right now. Yeah. I'm like, well, what else should I be looking at? Because I get to be a midwife in their formation with God. God is birthing something beautiful in these people. And to be a good midwife is to pay attention to the full image of what's going on around it. And I think so often I'm more focused on the event of the birthing than I am on the health of the whole person as this is happening. And that's yeah. God's really been convicting me of that. Yeah, that's really good. One of the, one of the things that stood out to me as I listened to three-fourths of the interview that you had with Dr. J. Bro, you better finish that if we're asking everybody else to go back and listen to I, it. it. We just haven't had, I haven't had the time. Well, he sent it to us like two days ago, and it was good. It's 48 hours that I should have been uh, listening to it. Yeah, but you should have cleared your life to just do that. Bright has not listened to one second of it, just so you know. But one thing that did stand out to me, I think it was you know the second or third kind of general point that you guys were talking about is, is just like the tension of people running after, I don't know, new things, the new way, right? Like we're running after movement and we're going for people who won't come to church. And there has been, you know, some, you know, like we actually have a great, we have great relationships with tons of churches that are quote unquote more established. Um, And that's been, I think, a lot of God's favor on what we've been running after because, we're just in it. We're at a point where partnership is so important that it doesn't worth. It's not worth trying to fight. We're just trying to figure out how we can all work together, mm-hmm. and that that mm-hmm. comes out of actually shared desire for mission. But historically, we have seen that within revivals of like mm. there's this new way, mm-hmm. and it's butting up against the established way. What does partnership look like? You know, I, that was a conversation you guys touched on. Um, did you have any observations from that, or what people can be listening for? Yeah, and there's a history with Jim and I's conversations that have got that weren't present in next week's conversation that you guys will hear of just this emphasis and this need for honor across the system. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of dishonor in the new quote unquote new ways forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's it's about character formation of leaders ultimately for me. And, and I think that I remember David Watson saying this at one point, uh, you know, this idea that we've put an adjective in front of the word church mm-hmm. is idolatry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting. And that hurts in the face yeah. quite a bit. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, what are we really going for? It's we're making healthy disciples who can make healthy disciples that right. leads to societal transformation. That's what we're going for. And so I think that the dishonor that happens is something that we need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, my question has got to be like, you know, how can I make everybody else around me better? Mm-hmm. And so we have a prayer practice at Exponent Group. We call it our enemy's prayer. I think uh, Seth has been on here before mm-hmm. and shared that before. And that's a prayer we often pray is like, when I start to feel jealous or or anxiety around another partner, I want to pray that God would elevate them above us. Mm-hmm. And that's not just a tongue in cheek thing. Like we want all of the people we're walking with to posture their lives that way. So do I want the best for the church that shut us down mm-hmm. in the corner? Do I want the best for this denominational leader that undid years of ministry work in the city of Boston? 
And that's really hard because that was mm. a, there were some really gross interactions that have taken place. Yeah. But will how is the Lord moving my heart not only to forgiveness but to blessing? Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think the absence of that is really going to kill us. And yeah, I I loved what Jim says next week. You'll hear it. There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, we're going to go around the cycle 500 more times. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be different. There's nothing new here. Wait, you and know so, the day and the hour? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Actually, oh. I got to leave here pretty soon because I got to go get ready. So, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, this is coming faster. All right. Anyway, I think yep. that's actually a, maybe a really practical thing to end on here for us. Is oh, you're really shutting down all these other questions I had. I, I would love to have more, but you're the one who's always looking at me tapping the. No, the, we the, have so much the watch time. Um, that I think uh, we have attracted. Is that the wrong word? We we get a lot of people, normal humans in Kansas City who for whatever reason have had some kind of frustration, hurt, bitterness, uh, wounding, or maybe just a plain old, you know, like I don't, you know, anger (laughs) towards some of the established church. And I think if we're operating out of that place solely, or that is your primary motivation of doing something different or getting away. I, I think that is a red flag. Mm. That doesn't mean that God doesn't use that for motivation. Right. Right. But I'm saying if that is your primary motivation of I dislike this way of doing church, so I'm going to run this way, I just would, would challenge, I don't even challenge, just encourage you to sit with the Lord in that and throw that out and just like, it's like, God, is this healthy? How can I operate more with your eyes, your love? Uh, but for me personally, my story, um, uh, hold on, Junior. Uh, no, my, my story <laughs> with that, it's like, yeah, that was a big piece of it. But until my heart burned for people who yeah. didn't know Jesus, until my yeah. heart, like, that I wasn't satisfied until I got to be at the feet of Jesus and know his heart for people, then that's actually pretty dangerous. That can lead to bitterness. That can lead to strife. That can lead to uh, dishonor, what you're saying, disunity. Yes with the church. And so wherever you're at, regular humans and regular places that God has called you to make disciples, like sit with that for a second. What's your motivation? And and why why is God calling you to this? And how can you love the body of Christ, the bride of Christ in a way that maybe uh the hurt or experiences that you've had have it'd be counterintuitive to actually love that way. So sit with that. Junior, what do you have to say? Yeah, I think you just I think you said it really brilliantly. I think it's keep the main thing the main thing is what I'm hearing and what you're saying right yeah. there. And, and we got to learn to forgive those that have wronged us in the past. And, and I really know what that is. Cause it's like, and I've been part of a lot of different structures of church and every single one of them, I don't know what you're drawing over there, but I want to see it to the end of this. <laughs> uh, I was playing with my wedding ring and then Brian took it and then he put it back on my ring and a uh, ring finger and it, very, it felt very intimate. So I was just saying, I do. Yes, a thousand times I do. So anyway, keep going. That's uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're on when you're on this podcast, bro, we're just like I, it's I all, it's ADHD it's, over it's here. Silly all the time. <laughs> Please keep going because that was really good. No, I, I apologize. Yeah, I mean, for I Brian. think that's the. Yeah, I do too. I yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Yeah. To, in, no, no, in no, all no, fairness, no, no, no. in all fairness, all I want to do is hold the ring for a second. He's the one that put his hand out, like <laughs> slide it on my finger. Oh and I was man, like, we're gonna have so many phone calls this week. In this it's ring, it's, real weird. it's one of those like kind of silicone rings. So I think yeah, he was just intrigued. To... Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Um. We apologize to all the <laughs> listeners, actually. Yeah, editing is going to be tough this week. No, I, Whatever. yeah, I, 
I've been part of almost name a church structure. I've been part of it all. And it's like, there's yeah. nothing un. I mean, we, if people are involved, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And and the reality is if we, if we're making it about the, the new form, because that one didn't work, quote unquote, I would just challenge mm-hmm. some of that. I, right. I don't even know what that means anymore. Mm-hmm. What does yeah. it doesn't work mean? Or what does it mean when we say it works? It's yeah. like, well, because walking with people is just a hot mess Mm -hmm. and what works with this guy does not work with this person over here Mm -hmm. it's just we're not we're not robots i'm gonna still challenge that a little bit though oh fight fight oh let's fight let's go i think that it is okay to say a church form isn't working if it's in some sort of like prophetic sense of how we help normal people all of God's people live into their calling like I think that if you look through scripture and maybe you're not saying this maybe I'm just hearing it wrong maybe you're saying it wrong it's like when you look at the old testament right like you have this prophetic call back to the heart of God like you're doing it wrong and and Mm -hmm. you have Paul in the new testament like hey you're doing some things wrong like Mm -hmm. there's something about and it may not be the entire form it may just be critiques on certain things but I th- I think like when you were talking about you have some of that that motivated you and we want to be careful if your primary motivation is just hurt or frustration. It's like if that's an immaturity and also outside of community, then yes, mm. like let's not go there. But if like if somebody is like, man, there is something about this form or this structure over here that is not allowing God's people to step into their calling. It's like actually keeping them down. And oh, centralizing word. power into something that it shouldn't be centralized into. It's like, oh, let's call that out. You know, like, let's you know, think I, about I 100%, it. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. What I would argue for in this is because I don't want to call out any form of church right now and say what you're doing isn't working. I want to let the questions derive us to a new, like form follows function. Mm-hmm. And so if, if by asking better questions mm-hmm. helps us reveal that we're not making healthy disciple makers that Come can on. also reproduce that, then our structures are broken. Mm-hmm. The form only serves. Yeah. It, if the form is not serving that healthy reproduction, then it has to be looked at 100% of the way. Yeah. Now, That's there's true. reasons when the gym, gym gets into this a little bit, why don't we want to change those forms? There are There's a machine that we've created. There's mm-hmm. employment that's tied to this. And it's not just the church. It's the whole system of things mm-hmm. like our magazines, our schooling, our, there's an industry <laughs> that has been built on things. And we've got to ask the question, are there healthy disciple makers in America? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when we really drive down to the day-to-day interactions, by and large, is that true? If that's not the case, then we need to look at the system as a whole and say, there is brokenness here. Yeah. But I'm not going to call out one over the other because I know I know house churches that are mm-hmm. toxic. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa, you better stay away from this thing. It's a hot mess. And as I've listened to Christianity Today's podcast, you know the Mars Hill stuff and everything else. It's like there's toxicity. Name a structure I can point at toxicity in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I would say too, like we try to emphasize the family side of it, right? Like run everything Word. through that metaphor, lean into the family. But yeah, there's toxic families as well. Yeah. If mothers and fathers are not healthy, they're going to reproduce unhealthy. Yeah. So, I, and in fact, I was uh, right before this recording, I got a note from somebody just telling me about like all of the things going mm-hmm. wrong in their family structure. 
and it it was deeply disheartening Mm. super sad i'm talking like if if i were to name you the 10 things that were in this note i was like whoa and uh this person was you know talking about like um uh just like the spiritual warfare going on with their family and i was like it sounds like there's other trauma involved here i'm not discounting the spiritual warfare Right. What I'm saying is the enemy is leveraging yeah. the the hurt and the unhealth in your family right now. Like you like let's not just blame him. Mm-hmm. Like let's go, what are the things I'm doing that's reproducing unhealth in my um in my family structure with my children, with whatever. Not just go, really oh, God, man, it's, yeah. it's spiritual warfare. It's like, well, yes, yes, absolutely. But yes, the enemy and. is leveraging yeah. some brokenness totally. from your past that you need healing from. Yes. And he's going to continue doing that yep. if you don't go yes. to the source That's right. and not yes. just facing the systemic piece of it. So yeah, I know we've often, and we need to do it more, is just to return back to this, like, what does it mean to be emotionally healthy? What does it mean to be yes. relational? Uh, relationally healthy and that's something we have really slowed down to focus on in Kansas City so for all of you that are listening that are here in the city uh, we do have teams and resources and coaching for that like Mm -hmm. if you're feeling this sense of like I don't I don't even know what my brokenness is like when you Joe when you said like I'm just like looking at at deeper things at more things and asking better questions I was like yeah but most people don't know what to look for Mm. But they don't know how to look for a deeper thing because they're like, I don't even know my own level of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true, Brian. That's good. So anyway, yeah. that's really important. Man, this is good stuff. I assumed we, as we sit down with JR here <laughs> that it's like, we'll, we'll have an introduction episode, but we'll just start going down these various rabbit trails, which is always good. These are good good conversations from high-level uh, professional Christians. <laughs> I thought it was only going to be like a 15-minute episode, yeah, and we're is, pushing no. 40. Of course, we did a lot of filler in this yes, episode. This more, it could have been a 15-minute episode. <laughs> more than most. But that, is that true for most of your episodes, though? Hey, hey, <laughs> I love you. Hey. You know I love you. Yeah. No, this is, this is why you're a regular contributor, and uh, your heart and your desire and ministry is so aligned with so much of what we're running after here in Kansas City that it's 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 fun on many levels to talk with uh, the bald and the beautiful here. So um, <laughs> usually we do like, a, hey, what would you say to to us? Speak over some sooth. But I want to I want to end on like a <laughs> but no, but no, not today. <laughs> that same concept, like uh, if you're just like a a summary slash introduction statement to hey you're about to listen to Jim and it's about this I'm going to give you the uh the floor for you know another 30 seconds here to close us out before I do the music of dun 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 dun, dun. so go ahead <laughs> yeah you're about to listen to somebody that has a long history with the church has seen brokenness in a number of different ways mm-hmm. and is still coming out looking for ways to multiply healthy disciples mm-hmm. So this is a guy that's that doesn't come from the same background probably as many of us, but is saying really important things for us to learn from. Cool, cool. That's Amen. good, man. All right, love you, brother. Appreciate the, love you guys. Uh, the time. We'll talk soon. All right, bye, Junior. All right, bum, bye. Bum, bum, bum. Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City, 
and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.